Hi, this is Heather Bonham, and you are listening to the Learning Coach Podcast, and this is episode 11. Today's episode is going to be all about a subject that is near and dear to my heart, and that is audiobooks. So before we get started, let me remind you that you can visit my website at studyskillssurvivalguide.com. I have a book by the same name that's available on Amazon in the ebook format. And the website also has a place where you can contact me. You can email me at info at studyskillssurvivalguide.com. Um, and you can sign up for my free weekly newsletter, which comes out every Thursday. And it recaps that week's podcast episode. So um, today we're going to talk about audiobooks. And I am super into audiobooks because I have a very long commute. Um, So my commute is about an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes each direction when school is in session. So most of the year I'm commuting three to sometimes four hours a day. And uh, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of commuting time. I do listen to the radio some. Um, I do listen to music, of course, some but I spend a lot of time consuming content that I have chosen to consume. So when you're listening to the radio, although I'm a fan of the radio, my my husband has been in the radio business for many, many years, so I'm certainly a fan of radio, and I believe there's nothing like local radio. Local radio gives us news, it gives us traffic information, safety information, weather information, And those things are vital. Those things are really important on top of music and, of course, entertainment value. But when you're traveling a long distance in the car like I do, I fade in and out of radio signals. And sometimes I'm kind of in the middle of nowhere between mountain areas in New York. It's very mountainous. And so I don't always have a good signal. And so when I really started uh, commuting, I got more into audiobooks. I had always been a subscriber to audible.com, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but I, I really got more into listening to audiobooks and have consumed a lot of content that way. I also love podcasts, and I personally use Stitcher as my podcast app, and that's where I have my favorites saved, but I broadcast, I create my own podcast and broadcast on Anchor FM. And so that's something that I've been new to these past few months, and I've become a fan of Anchor FM as well, especially as a very easy way to create your podcast, and they will put it out to other formats um, for you. So talking about audiobooks, I talk in other podcasts and in my study skills survival guidebook about learning styles. And I am a visual learner, but I believe most people are a combination of learning styles, and I certainly am. And I learn well through audio, and I learn well through kinesthetic and through action and movement. So even though I come out on tests as a preference for being a visual learner, I certainly am an audio learner as well. And this podcast is all about learning. And so I think it's important to know what kind of learning you do best or what kind of learning you prefer, but also understand that we can learn in different modalities. That is natural and that is something uh, that most of us can do unless there is some reason like a hearing disability or a a vision problem. Um, Most of us do consume content in many different ways. So 
about 10 years ago, actually, I I looked up my account on audible.com and I first got a membership about 10 and a half years ago. It was January of 2008. And this is now late June, uh, 2018. So 10 and a half years. And at that time, I was going back to school. I did have a commute. It was not as much as what I have now. It was about 30 minutes each way, I I think 25 to 30 minutes. And so I got an Audible membership because I'd heard about Audible. Now, Audible currently is part of Amazon.com, but it used to be a separate company. So now it is part of Amazon. And now you can do really cool things like you can have a Kindle version of a book as well as the Audible version, and you can switch back and forth. And if you have the settings so that they will sync, you are able to actually switch back and forth uh, between Audible and Kindle. It's not available on every book. You have to look to see in the description if they offer that. But if they do, it's really convenient because then you can read and do the audio of books. But yes, you do have to buy them both. Uh, but, but you oftentimes you can get a discount So through Amazon. Um, but if you buy a membership, which I've had for about 10 years, at this 10 and a half at this point, like I said, the audio books are pretty reasonable. I have what they call um, a platinum membership, I believe, but I get two credits, two book credits, audiobook per month, and I spend $22.95 a month. And to me, it's really worth it to do that because I feel that I really get the value. Uh, I really get my money's worth. So, you know, having these books to listen to, um, to and from work adds a lot of value to my commute. It's time that I don't want to waste. And if I'm going to spend the time in the car, then I want to choose what content I'm taking in. And I like to be able to switch back and forth between different things. Now, in the years that I've had Audible, and at times I've had the two credits a month membership, there is a cheaper one that's one credit a month. They have some different membership options, but because I go through so many books, I like having the two credits a month. Um, But sometimes they also have other sales and they have books that are cheaper and different little things. So I actually have accumulated at this point, uh, it sounds like a lot, but over 300 audiobooks, over 300. So that's a huge library that I have and it's, it's clutter free. It doesn't take up any room in my house, which my husband is happy about because I kind of collect too many books. So I have over 300 book titles and I have not listened to them all. I'll be honest. And some of them, I've only listened to part of them, but I have this huge collection of fiction and nonfiction and uh, more historical things and you know, kind of self-help psychology kind of things, spiritual and religious things. So I have a great, uh, at this point, great, wonderful collection that I'm very pleased with. And one of the nice things too is I can listen to them directly from my laptop on the computer without even downloading them. I can just go into the account and, and listen to them there. Uh, but I also can download them on my phone, as I've got new phones, I just reinstall the app, put my password in and re-download the things that I want. So they don't all have to stay on my phone all the time. They can live in the cloud and I can just download them when I want to. And 
Um, and then, like I said, that'll sync with my laptop. But it also, if I have the Kindle version, it will also do the special kind of Amazon sync in the cloud. So I, I love that. But I love that it's available on different devices. Um, so I don't currently have an iPad. We have some iPads in the, in the family, but I have the big um, 8 Plus iPhone. So I don't really feel like I need a tablet as well. But if you have an iPad, you can certainly download the Audible books on that or other kinds of tablets. If you have a Kindle that's the color kind of Kindle, not the um, just the Kindle e-reader, but the kind that's a tablet computer almost, you can use that. You can put it also on Android phones because they have an app for Android phones. So there are a lot of ways um, to access Audible. So if I feel like I'm selling you Audible right now, I do not have an affiliate link up at this point, but someday I will. So someday there will be a link on my website where if you uh, join Audible, you'll be able to get a free audiobook if you've never been a member before. And if you get a membership, then I would get a kickback. However, that is not set up yet. And so right now I'm just a happy customer. And whenever it shows up on my website, then you'll know I have an affiliate link. And the affiliate links are great, by the way, if you have any kind of online business, because you can generate some income doing that, but it doesn't cost the customer any extra. So it's kind of just a sales commission, which is, I, I think that's cool. Um, so anyway, if I'm selling it to you as I record this, it's really just because I have been a happy customer for a long, long, long time. And like I said, when I got started with Audible, I was had a commute at different times. I've had longer and shorter commutes, but now for the past several years, I've had a really long commute. And so I like listening to these books. And I just wanted to share a few books that I've listened to this year that I thought were good or worthwhile and a couple things that I plan to listen to this summer, especially as we're taking some family road trips and um, spending a little bit of time, uh, you know, just in the car. And so the best book, hands down, that I have listened to this year is a book that was recommended to me by a writer and web expert and uh, good guy, Andy Traub. And Andy is in the community, so to speak, for Dan Miller's 48 Days. And uh, Andy had sent out an email asking, you know, people if they had any questions or any, um, any things that they wanted to communicate about. And I asked him what he was reading. And he said, read this book called Everything Happens for a Reason and Other Lies I've Loved. And the book is by Kate Bowler, or Bowler, I believe it's Bowler, and it's B-O-W-L-E-R. She's a professor of divinity at Duke University, and she was diagnosed at the age of 35, uh, maybe two, three years ago, with an incurable type of cancer. She is treatable, so she is living and doing well, but but it is incurable from what doctors have told her, so... It is a book that just it knocked my socks off. It is so well written. Um, the, and the audio is done by her. It's read by the author. And hands down, the best book that I've listened to this year. She's very, very funny, but it's extremely poignant. Um, you know, really, 
it truly made me cry at times and um and and then laugh and when you know that a book can do that and and reach your emotions because it rings true i feel like that's a good book and she just really talks about her uh, experience getting cancer her fears because she has a husband and a, a little boy and um how that's you know how that's played out in light of her faith she is a, a professor of religion of divinity and she is just a wonderful book i can't recommend it highly enough so if you get one book either to read or listen to on audio this summer it's everything happens for a reason and other lies i've loved and i also heard that that ended up on um some other really highly recommended reading lists. So the book has become very popular. It was published, I believe, in February of 2018. The second book that I um, really found to be powerful is another nonfiction book, but this one is a little less of a memoir, kind of more in the realm of psychology or self-help. And it's called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And a lot of people, again, in the 48 Days community have been talking about this book. Kent Julian has been talking about this book um, and did a series on his podcast about really delving into the book. He listened to the book many times while he was out jogging. And so he has an excellent series in his podcast. If you look up Kent Julian's podcast uh, about The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks and uh, Cliff Ravenscraft also on his podcast, has done quite a bit uh, the past year about The Big Leap. And he actually interviewed Gay Hendricks. And uh, Gay Hendricks is, I think, a really intelligent man. I will say as a caveat that as a Christian, there might be some things in the book that I don't completely agree with. Some of the, um, you know, some of the discussion about evolutionary issues, I think, for me, maybe I have some disagreement with the way that, that he sees some things, but overall, this book is excellent. And in a nutshell, it's so hard to sum up other than to say you need to read this book if you want to know truly how you can work doing your best work in life. And it's really opened my eyes in terms of, uh, he, he talks about a concept called the zone of genius. And it's really when someone is doing their very best work, the work that only they can do, the work that they excel at because it's really who they are. And that is a wonderful book if if you're trying to figure out what to do for a career or if you're trying to make any type of you know decisions about jobs um or if you're an artist or a creative, a musician, um a writer, any of these things. I just think The Big Leap is a really good career book. And it's a, it's a bit more than that. It's kind of a philosophical book about where do we belong and how do we all fit together. And you can kind of take it out to a, a bigger picture of society. Um, you know, if we all were working in our best work, we all would have a place where we fit and where we all complement um, what everyone else is doing by being our best and by doing our best um, it's it's almost a way to honor ourselves and God and society, if you think about it. But I just um, read the book. And I I have heard of this book many times. It's an older book. I, it's probably 20 years old. But, uh, but to really listen to the audio was great. 
So that's the second recommendation. My third recommendation is um, called A Walk in the Woods by Bill Bryson. And it is a memoir of a man who goes hiking. (laughs) He goes hiking with a friend, an old friend. I know they made a movie out of it. I haven't seen it. The book is just hysterical. Bill Bryson is really funny. And I just, for whatever reason, you know, I like hiking. And that's kind of my sport that I've discovered in the past couple of years. But I have not done overnight backpacking and camping and and those kinds of things. Um, Maybe someday I would like to do those things. But it's just, it's a funny, funny, funny book. And I really enjoyed you know, just his stories and he just has a way with words. So that's A Walk in the Woods by Bill Bryson. Then I decided to go bold with a fiction book. I I wanted something that I could really get into. And I went back to the 50s. I like dystopian fiction. I like, um, fiction that has some political overtones, things that make me think. And I had heard for so many years about Ayn Rand. And if you haven't heard of her, she was an author who was born, I believe, in Russia. Maybe it was the USSR. I'm not sure exactly where. But came to the United States and um, very interesting woman. Uh, Again, the name is spelled A-Y-N. And the last name is Rand, R-A-N-D. And the book is called Atlas Shrugged. And I had heard about this book and I wasn't sure if I wanted to read it. It sounded, you know, I, I do like that type of fiction, but it kind of sounded weird. And the audio, hold on, it's 52 hours and 24 minutes in the version that I chose. But I'd heard so many things about it. I thought, you know what? I have all these hours in the car. Let me download this book. Well, let me say I'm in the last hour and a half of the book and it has been a wild ride. It's really made me think. Um, I really, really think it's an interesting book. I, again, uh, and I say this with a lot of books I read, I don't believe in everything that Ayn Rand believed in. Um, she really is against religion and I'm a Christian But she talks a lot and she had a lot of uh, prescience and a lot of foresight in terms of what would happen in society if we um, didn't encourage some of the values that our country was founded on, such as entrepreneurship and self-responsibility. And so if you can kind of take what you want to out of a book and, you know, if some things you don't agree with, I, I, I'm able at my age and stage in life, I am able to take what I want out of a book. And if there are things that I don't like or I don't agree with, that's okay. I'm still able to enjoy and recommend a book. And Atlas Shrugged, I think, is one of those books for me. I haven't finished it, but I'm getting close. She really puts together a lot of concepts and a lot of thoughts and ideas that I think we need to listen to as a society today. And, and and think about what we're teaching our kids and think about what our values as a society really are. And are we, so to speak, are we putting our money where our mouth is or are we 
funding and supporting things that are taking us in the wrong direction. So it's an interesting book. That's what I'll say for it. But I do see why it comes so highly recommended. And I would recommend it if somebody wants to really get into a major, heavy, long fiction Um, go for it. I actually bought a used copy of the paperback and it is enormous. And I'm going to try to, you know, try to read through it at some point, but wow, it's a long audiobook at 52 hours. And I will say, if you do get Atlas Shrugged, get the version that I got by the narrator, because there are sometimes audible as a side note, they have more than one version, especially of books that are more popular or older books. And this book is from the 50s. And so there are different versions of it available on Audible. But the one that I chose was because I um, the recommendations were for this particular voice actor who reads it. And his name is Christopher Hurt. And he, I, I just absolutely love his narration. He does the old style movie accent when he reads this book. If you think back to movies of the 40s and 50s, And you can do a little research on this. Um, I know my podcast is going a little bit long today, but I I, I love the topic of books and audiobooks. And so here we go. Um, But the actor does the accent that they called the Mid-Atlantic accent. And they called it the Mid-Atlantic accent, not because it's the Mid-Atlantic of the U.S. It's not like um, a, a New York or Maryland or Boston accent or anything. It's mid-Atlantic because the movie stars back in the day tried to get rid of any American regional accent. And there was a um, a famous voice coach or maybe a group of voice coaches, but there was one lady in particular, and I read a little bit about this online, and she taught the actors and actresses of the back in the day to try to not sound like they were from anywhere in the U.S., but it's this slight British accent. So they call it the mid-Atlantic accent because it's kind of halfway in the ocean between the U.S. and England. And so it's an interesting thing because it's kind of a fake accent. And the, the older movies, you'll see that. You'll see people have this. And it's, it's, it's really interesting when you realize that they're doing it on purpose that it sets a scene. It does something to the time frame. Well, this voice actor, Christopher Hurt, who narrates Atlas Shrugged, he reads it in this accent and it's perfect. Absolutely perfect. It fits the time. It fits. It just fits. So that's the version that I recommend. So enough about that one. Um, But that's the book that I'm currently on and I'm getting ready to finish. So for my summer kind of light reading for fun, I downloaded and haven't listened to it yet, um, but it's a book by Joan Crawford and it's called My Way of Life. And I want to I want to read this or listen to it because she does uh, the re- uh, she did the recording years years and years ago, but she basically wrote a, a memoir of kind of her thoughts and then she just recorded them. And they said it's very funny because you can hear street noises or noises in her apartment sometimes. Um, you and, and she does things like talks about her color scheme and decorating and talks about her dinner party recipes. And I just, I, I, it's a throwback again to another era, to another time. 
and an actress who kind of was controversial, of course, when Mommy Dearest came out and it really slammed, um, slammed her personally. But I just always thought Joan Crawford was interesting. So I, I, that'll be a fun one to listen to for no real reason other than it just sounds entertaining. And then uh, for part of the road trip, I think we're going to listen to, if I can get uh, my kids to agree, well, just actually the girls and I are driving and my husband and my son are going to fly and meet us. So uh, Harry Potter, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone by J.K. Rowling, of course. And uh, one of the teachers I work with had told me that when she was trying to get some stuff done, she had downloaded the Harry Potter books and she said, they're great. They're just great to listen to and fun. And again, done in an accent and, um, and just really like nothing heavy, nothing emotional, but fun and enjoyable and imaginative. And so, um, shout out and and thanks to my co-teacher Ethel for that recommendation. So that's also ready to go and downloaded. So I'm going to wrap it up now. I know we went a little bit long this week, uh, but I just wanted to talk about Audible and really how much I've enjoyed my Audible membership through Amazon and the the value that I feel that I've gotten out of being able to listen to these audiobooks. Now, if you um, are a student, of course, you study and maybe you don't have as much time to read. But if you are out walking or you're at the gym or you do have a commute like me, take advantage of those extra minutes and read something that's not required for school, not required for a class. I feel like it's just um, kind of good therapy for the brain, you know. And and I truly like getting immersed in someone else's story um, and just kind of imagining all of the things that that person was putting down on paper and in, in, of course, in this, in audio, but I just love it. I feel like it's relaxing and I, I get a lot out of the audio books. Um, if you're a parent, you know, buy those books that maybe your kids can't quite read yet, but that they're interested in. So like the Harry Potter books, if you have a kid who's uh, ready for the Harry Potter books but maybe reading all of them is a lot. You could download the audio and then they could go back and forth on the Kindle. Or if um, you could start them with the first book of the Harry Potter series, have them listen to that while their reading is getting a little bit stronger. And then maybe they'll want to read the second book in even in a hard a hardback book. So I, I certainly encourage parents to use audiobooks as well. I, I think that it's a wonderful way to use today's technology to access something that, um, you know, it's a real privilege that we have this technology and it's just right available on our phones. So like I said before, um, please feel free to email me. I love to get feedback and suggestions for new shows and tell me what you're doing for the summer and what road trips you're taking, what classes you're taking if you're doing school this summer and just keep in touch. So info at studyskillssurvivalguide.com. And with that, we're wrapping up episode 11 and I will talk to you again next week. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Heather again. I know I wrapped up episode 11 and then 
I realized that I hadn't shared a really important resource with you. I was so into talking about Audible that I completely forgot to mention LibriVox. And LibriVox, I I talk about it in my book. It's been mentioned on previous podcasts, but maybe you've never heard of it and you're just listening to this podcast and I would feel really bad if I didn't share the information. So LibriVox, L-I-B-R-I-V-O-X dot org. It is free audiobooks. They have an app, they have a website, and it's free, 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 which is the best price um, because these are audiobooks that are read by volunteers. Sometimes there are many versions of, of a, you know, the popular books. They're all read by volunteers, but the quality is good, and they're just books that are in the public domain. They have their little tagline, and it says it's acoustical liberation um, of books that are in the public domain. And they're liberated because these are books that are out of copyright. So they're usually older books. There are things like Shakespeare and Jane Austen and the Bible and uh, political papers, you know, maybe things by Abraham Lincoln or George Washington or um, things by Henry David Thoreau, many famous, famous works that you'll be very familiar with. Some of them are done by one reader. Sometimes they're done by more than one reader. Um, They each take different sections or they may read in parts um, if it's some type of a script. So go there and if you want any of those books, they're totally free to download and listen to. Now on their app, I've noticed that uh, what I was looking for recently I had to download in sections. So you get one section at a time instead of the whole book. But hey, who cares? Because again, it's free. So if you need extra reading um, and you don't want to pay for audiobooks right now, your budget's tight, that's okay. But you can get lots of books for yourself. And, and like I said before, for your kids, for your uh, you know little ones, um, all the way up through books that are totally appropriate and necessary for college. So check out LibriVox in addition to Audible. And yeah, I've got you covered. So I definitely wanted to share that resource with you because it's not all about things that I want you to buy and pay for. I just want you to have the best resources that are out there. All right, now I'm really done with episode 11. Thanks, take care, bye.